Hi, I'm Ken Napsok, host of Watching Thrones. To watch this episode live and get to call in and chat with us about Game of Thrones, sign up today for a free trial membership at ScreenJunkies.com. Hello, Screen Junkies, and welcome to Watching Thrones here on Screen Junkies Plus. And, of course, on podcast form, too, there's a lot of ways to take it in and kind of work through with what we've got going on. Um, Spencer Gilbert, Michelle Boyd, Trisha Hirschberger. Trisha Hirschberger? Trisha Hirschberger. I'll take it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm still hungover <laughs> from last night's viewing. Um, <laughs> Guys, we have got to break down this episode. We We've have got to. to. That's a good choice of words. We yeah. have got to. I'll be here drinking my magical milk of the poppy. Thanks. <laughs> We've got to find positive. We've got a lot of negative to get through. We've got a lot of questions to get through for episode eight, no one, of uh, season six, which mm-hmm. overall has been a pretty good season with a lot of question marks and things, but I think that's every season. But this was an episode that polarizing might be a best way I can look at it. So let's dive on mm-hmm. in. Everybody, we're here. You can allow you're allowed to say it sucks, Ken. You can say it, man. It's not like we're in the pocket no of big HBO. You. <laughs> the Arya storyline sucks. Yes. I said there you it. go. Yeah. I worked it through feels it. Feels good Spencer. to say it out loud. The Arya storyline sucks. Now again, I know other people out there. I've run into someone in the hallways who's like, last episode I didn't like. And I was like, right. And they're like, I mean, the Arya stuff is great. The other stuff boring. <laughs> so hey, like, look, what? Opinions are out there. Yeah. But guys, so let's get through this. Let's start that's the top story. Arya drops out of college. <laughs> she was dropped out of college. She's no longer in the Faceless Man, and it took us two years to get to a point oh. we kind she of... She didn't have to go to Bravo. She could have gone to Hell's Kitchen and gotten exactly the same training that she needed. Right. Because yeah. apparently all it was was fighting in the dark. So I want to break this down from a couple different areas. There's, there's narrative. Mm-hmm. And then there's non-narrative, a little bit of more nitpicking or second-guessing or just kind of trying to understand it as fans. We're not alone in being, huh. So, um, Spencer, from a narrative point of view and a a writer's point of view, which you have, um, Hmm. are we we upset at the end result or the execution? Little column A, little column B. Little column A, little column B. I guess... There, I mean, there's so much going on here that I didn't like that it's hard to know where to begin. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess starting from the end, going backwards, was this part of Jack and Hagar's plan all along? Where yeah. he gives that like little smile? Or was he just acknowledging that this was stupid and it's long <laughs> past time for her to get out of here? An in-story wink. But going back from that, like... Okay, Arya, uh, even as early as season two, we see her being kind of wily and, and passing as a boy and being mm-hmm. subtle. And that's why when uh, a couple episodes ago she's throwing gold around and uh, well, last she's being, episode, last that episode, was just yeah, last week. well, she's being hunted by uh, shape-shifting assassins and just being as conspicuous as humanly possible. She's learned nothing. Right. She's learned nothing over this entire character arc. I guess narratively, the, maybe the saving grace or her large, like ten thousand foot character arc is at the beginning of the series. She didn't want to be. Arya Stark, and now she's okay with being Arya Stark in the okay. broad, in the broadest possible sense. But they did a really bad job of selling that, of being like, this is her progression from not from running away from the Stark name to finally embracing it. 
I'm really stretching here to say yeah, the storyline. No, it was dry. dumb. I like that. I like that take on yeah. it there. Trisha, yeah. Michelle, where are you guys at with this? Yeah, I was really <laughs> I know, frustrated. Um, I, I felt like it was sloppy storytelling, which I know we had all kind of said in this show last mm. week when we were like, you know, if there's a payoff, like there's got to be something more to it because there's no way it's just this bad. And Reddit and had me like, going too. Like they, everyone had me going. Right, with like, there was some different clothing, different hairstyles. Yes. She's right-handed now. That can't possibly yeah, be Yeah, there were some really right. interesting fan theories on what could possibly be going on here, whether Arya was the wave or whether Jacqueline was behind it the entire time, like what was really going on. And like we were kind of saying fearfully last week is the show is teaching us this season to just take things at face value, even if we don't want to. And we should have, because at least so far, and I'm still trying to hold on to a glimmer of hope yeah. that we don't have the full story yet, because I'm like, it can't be that bad. Right. But slowly that hope is dwindling, like right. like the candle like in the, the scene. Ca- mm-hmm. This, this scene taught me that Ariel Hota is a pussy. Because wow. apparently, oh. because wow. apparently, someone can get stabbed in the belly. It can get twisted around, yeah. and five minutes later, she's doing parkour over the walls, running away right. from a Terminator. This girl is a trained but, assassin. Yeah. Now, how do you mess up an assassination but that three, bad? Well, three hundred turn... pounds of Ariel Hota yeah. gets like stabbed in the back with a little once. dirk, and he once, and he just falls to the ground dead. I mean, getting more specific to like the set piece itself of the chase through the streets. This was. I don't. I don't want to throw shots at the director, but this was boring and cliched of a chase as you'll ever right. see. I mean, this was like, like yeah. low, low right grade. Right down to the Assassin's superhero Creed-ish. fall, like you know, hitting yeah. the ground right there. Like, and, oh, really? she's following the trail of blood, and and she's like this unstoppable Terminator person that always manages to catch up with right. you. And oh, the the ground's <laughs> wet. What's she gonna do now? Yeah. Oh, she's gonna jump under the car. Like this was. Hitting every cliched chase beat. It was. Awesome. It was like watching a deleted scene from Casino Royale for me or something. And, yeah. I was going, and this slide right here. I, 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 right there, I was like, oh my god, stitches, stitches. Her guts should have been falling. And, and look, we're nitpicking, but we're nitpicking we're because not, because the disappointment was so high and it was felt. And I'm checking Twitter, and look, John Harrison on Twitter at Mars Central says, "Remember how excited we were when Arya got off the boat, got onto the boat to Bravos at the end of season four. Now we're glad it's over." And there's a little bit of like. All right, this is well, done, and mm-hmm. last time maybe we'll see the Titan of Bravos, and let's move on with it. And that's that's disappointing to us fans, and th- and this is show stuff. I, I know we sometimes can get into the books and blah 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 because we're all no, book this readers. Is just straight this show. is the execution of the story the show told us, and this and was trying to tell us. This isn't even really nitpicking because, like, even at, when you get introduced to the Faceless Men and to Jack and Hagar in particular in season two. Jack and Agar is not running through the streets, stabbing mm. people. No, he's like, fascinating. He's, he's, he's in the shadows. He uses poison. You don't know how these people are killed. Mm-hmm. Like, And meanwhile, this waif is just fine running through the city with after Arya <laughs> with a bloody knife still in her just hand. slaughtering sure. so people. It's just, it just seems very strange and just really well, bad and storytelling. I will play my one book card per episode. Yeah. Uh, if you look at one of the preview chapters George uh, released for yeah. Winter, yes. Winter mm-hmm. I think it's... It, doesn't even say Arya. It says a different name up Mercy. top until you realize Sorry. that it is Arya sure, yeah. by the end of yeah. it. And it, it shows you the potential that this storyline could have had. With, right. like you're Sorry, saying, the, I totally just spoiled that. I didn't mean to. It's still cool. <laughs> she you, calls herself Mercy in the show. In the show. I mean, yeah, at this sure. point, too. You're right. So. And then Sorry. it does involve an acting troupe. She is sneaking around. She is using uh, deceit and things that she's actually learned instead of maybe right. blind stick fighting, which is just the dumbest, most obvious possible way to go. I also think right. the way that the show portrayed this did a disservice to any type of theology that could have been behind the faceless men and right. behind that God. Um, because he says, you know, 
you're not supposed to have any grudges or feelings of your own. You're just supposed to follow instructions, which obviously the waif didn't do, but he was A-OK right. with her. And then when Arya doesn't follow instructions, suddenly he's like, a girl is now no one. How the hell does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, he's okay when he when she just says, no, no, I'm Arya Stark and peace, I'm out. Yeah, he's, he's just, he's like, just like, like, and then, and then <laughs> sexy Jesus is like, yes, that's what <laughs> we were going for all along. Sure, that's fine. Yeah, look, and people are checking, Randall Sands on Twitter saying one thing that bothered me this week is Arya's wounds. They didn't seem to bother her. He agrees with that. Uh, <sighs> Armchair Media uh, says the chase had some good shots. And I, sh- I definitely agree. It did, but it was cliche mm-hmm. and not, a, not surprised. Um, a lot I of people, was expecting them to be like walking a plate Glass across the alley. <laughs> oh no! And she literally upset a fruit cart. Waiting there. Yeah, was was anyone else fruit. thinking? Waiting one jump there. ahead of the bread line. <laughs> yeah. And I do, do want to go to some calls. Dun, you can dun. Skype us at SJ Plus Live, and we got some calls. And, and look, guys, to be clear, if you have a dissenting opinion, this is not a. Uh, we're not badgering you with our opinions. We're just discussing it. Just telling you your opinion is wrong. So that's right. No. We're in a position too, um, but we're going to take some calls, and I'm, I'm open to if you're out there going, no, I liked it. Skype in. Tell us your tinfoil hat theories to rescue this. But we do have some, a call now, Lon. I got the thumbs up in the booth. Let's go now. You are on Watching Thrones. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, I'm Sebastian from Richmond, Virginia. Hey, Hello, Sebastian. Good to talk to you again. What's going on? Um, well, I'm okay with the Arya story. I mean, okay. like, it wasn't my favorite. Sure. I, uh, I think like when I first saw it, I thought I took it at face value, and I was just because I'm most I'm mostly just a show watcher, though I read some of the stuff about the books. But, and then it just, like, all these theories started coming in. I was like, then that convinced me. And then there was more of a letdown because I originally took it at face value and then, like, was like, oh, okay, now it's got to be something big. Like, there were, like, 20 theories about who are you know, <laughs> really was. And, like, that got me, like, really excited. I was like, okay, this got to be, like, a really big reveal episode about the faceless men and yeah. like, the what true was, intention. What was your favorite the- theory, just out of curiosity? Um, well... Uh, I didn't like the one where it was like the waif was gonna kill Arya and then take her face. Even though that would be kind of cool, I liked Arya too much for that. But I guess like since it was kind of like out of character for Arya, I was thinking like it was either a plan or it was Jack Jacqueline being her. Mm-hmm. Mm. Ah, I liked I liked that, that one cool. too. Mm. Yeah. Oh well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, hey, <laughs> I I really wanted to find out why the waif hated Arya. Yes. To be honest, like it was just like, <laughs> yeah. like and, that, and you know, that still bugs. <laughs> the, yeah. waif, the waif just might be that bad of assassin. Or uh, Leah Nickel on Twitter at nickel underscore Leah says, "Hey, the waif is not an assassin yet. You can't maybe you can't compare her to the rest of the faceless men. Maybe she's still learning too. And this was a lesson that she clearly failed at. It's Another side of the coin, another side of the she argument. She was at least like a grad student. She, she had, had several faces. Like she had access to several yeah, well, faces. You know, yeah. And she was like training Arya, so you know maybe she wasn't the leader, but she definitely True. wasn't as low level as Arya was. Exactly. Yeah. In the whole well, that, world? That's, that's the a, other thing. That's a question. So, like, uh, what, what's your Star Wars thing? Uh, uh, you know, rule Master two? Apprentice. Rule yeah. two. <laughs> yes, it is my Star Wars thing. Rule two. <laughs> you know your Star Wars well, stuff. And Lon in the booth and I were talking a lot this morning about what are the rules of the Faces Men organization. I think we it's cool we don't get it it's a mysterious organization but I think we all kind of wanted it and, and we didn't get it and again uh, maybe that's it's. I would have said the rules go, were different last week than I do yeah. now yeah. Yeah. apparently uh, it's cool to just walk out on them Sebastian yeah. I want to ask you this as we transition to the next part of the conversation going in story and this has happened and here's where we are in the story where do you think Arya emerges and, and, and goes or where would you like to see it go I mean at this point since we only have like 13 episodes left after this season i just want her to get that reunion with 
like Sansa and then both of them. Like I know everybody wants the uh like Jamie or Tyrion to kill Cersei. I really want it to be one of the Stark sisters doing that. Mm. Uh just because of the cruel treatment of one of Sansa and then of Arya. So I want her back in Winterfell and mm. then like helping I guess it's mostly just like a race to the finish with the White Walkers, really, is all yeah. I got to hope for. Absolutely. Hey, and I mm-hmm. think that's where a lot of us are going. Sebastian, thanks for the call. We're going to take another call here when we can. Uh, mm-hmm. Long, give me that thumbs up in the booth when you got another caller. But uh, so, guys, uh, going in story, you know, let's start with Jagan Agar. We mentioned it earlier. Trisha, do you think Jagan, was this part of his plan? We're in story analyzing it here. Uh, he smiles like, cool. Was he like, that's what I wanted all along? Where do you think they're taking this? I think the show wants us to believe that he just likes Arya as like a parental figure and is right. like, Good for you. <laughs> Go on and fly, my small baby bird. You know, like, I think that's what they want us to feel. To me, that's a huge letdown because I did want some kind of big reveal. I did want to find out more about the theology of the faceless right. God. Like, I I wanted to know that. And like we've said before on the show, you know, you hope she leaves with at least a few faces. Right. Come on. That's what we've been teasing hey. since. Clearly, if she can pull faces on. off herself now, maybe she'll have Cersei's face at some point there. Michelle, <laughs> Jagan. Was this the point you wanted? Like, I hope Ken's right, and he pulls off his face, and he's Sarah Morel going, "This is what I taught you." <laughs> I, you know what? I would have, I would have killed. I would have paid money to have Jack. After Arya says, uh, "You know, I'm Arya Stark, and I'm going back to Winterfell, or I'm going back to Westeros," for Jack and to smile and just be like, "Just so." I would have paid money, and I just obviously no, we did not get didn't it. Get it. No, didn't get I mean, it. I didn't. I didn't really hope he was Sarah Morel, but it would have been sure. nice to have that little bookend bit. We got another caller online right now here. Welcome to Watching Thrones. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hi. Uh, Case from the Netherlands. Hey, Case. How you doing? Good to talk to you again. What's on your mind? Yeah, I'm, uh, I am, uh, like you guys, really disappointed with the Arya storyline. But this theory that she could be the wave and that the wave actually killed her and took her face, that really intrigued me. So I was like, if she is the wave, uh, secretly and going back to restaurants. What is the way going to do in restaurants? Yeah. <laughs> right, right. I feel like right. there's a lot of fan fiction being written right <laughs> yeah, now of all the storylines that could have happened. <laughs> so, so Case, you, you like us were maybe a little disappointed in the story, but was there something from it you can pull from the, the Arya story and where it is right now that you that you do like? Well, if she is reunited with Sansa and Jon, that would be cool. I think. Um, but I kind of gave up on that after all the stuff that the, all the Starks got killed uh, with Ned and the Red Wedding and all that thing. So mm. no, no happiness for the Starks. Like. <laughs> no, I I don't really like that storyline anymore. Um, <laughs> the only thing is like, yeah, they're probably going to be reunited uh, at one point. Right. So that could be nice. Outstanding. Outstanding. That case, thanks for calling in all the way from the Netherlands. And, and again, if you're out there, uh, uh, someone out there who says, hey, I like this thing, and, and you maybe got a part of the story that you think we're missing, call up, friendly conversation. Let's dive on into I it. I want to hear what you loved about it, because I want to love it desperately, and it's getting harder and harder as the season right. goes on. Maybe right. the show's trying to tell us that the faceless men are just kind of bumbling idiots. Like, maybe. they're trying to set up that, like, is not a good assassin, the waif isn't a good assassin, Jack Nagar got himself in a cage when we right. first met. I'm like, yeah. maybe they're just not very good at their job. <laughs> and it's all hype. Like, And they're slowly deflating the hype out of them. <laughs> we got another caller on the line here as we uh, break down the, the Arya storyline. You're on Watch and Thrones. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, I'm Mike. Um, 
I'm at Pygmy Warrior. You read out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey. What's going on, Mike? Where Where are you at with this? Uh, I'm in Durham. Yeah. In northeast England. Oh, cool. Say. Perfect. Uh, yeah. I like your shirt, man. Uh, so, Mike, take us through. Where are you at with this Arya stuff? Um, tin foil hat on. Yay! 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 Tin foil hat. <laughs> <laughs> so, Why don't uh, we have one of those? <laughs> Last week on the after show in the UK, um, Sirio, mm. the actor who plays him, was on. Yeah. Mm. And the host said, Sirio has a long history with the faceless men. Okay. And he said yes. Now he immediately backtracked, but the look on his face was like a guy. Oh, like your hat fell off. It's okay. <laughs> we still believe in you. He got, like, realized he drunk called his boss at four in the morning <laughs> his attitude for the whole rest of the interview changed yeah so i'm still holding on hope for the CEO's jack and theory okay uh, I, I yeah i agree with you mike I, I there was a moment there i thought at the end like that like i just made the joke he was gonna pull off the face gonna be like perfect this is what i was trying to train you all along go back uh you got a list check it twice get some names off of it back in westeros I don't think the wife and Jack got on very well, and I think he might have actually set her up to fail. Mm. You don't um, think they got she, along now? Do you think it was a case of like, hey, you meet someone, you kind of get along with them, and then you start hanging out and realize, hey, I don't want to be friends with them because they got along in season two pretty well, <laughs> right? But she wasn't a very good faceless man, though. That's true. Mm. No, She's not. It's like the only one that's good at it is Jackin. Like, yeah. how is yeah. this whole and, cult and still wh happening wh right now? he is, yeah. Again. In the show verse where it's only two people. Yeah, yes. exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right. That's true. That's right. very true. Uh, Mike, is there anything uh, that you, you did like about the, the Ari storyline here? Anything you could pull from it? Yeah, I, I like the whole thing. I just I still think there's a bigger game going on. Okay. I, I can't believe that that's it. So. so you're holding on to that, the tinfoil hat and all. You're holding on to the idea that, hey, there's more coming, which I think all of us, and Trisha, you mentioned it, last mm -hmm. week we all kind of were like, there's got to be. We, Michelle, you were like, I think this is at, this. I'm taking this as face value, but then by the end of the week we were all texting each other going, no, no, there's got to be more. <laughs> I was hoping. Yeah. yeah. When your last hope is bringing back a season one character, that's when we yeah. know we've kind of Agreed. hit rock bottom. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't yeah. know. This is the season of bringing people back, though. And, and a lot of those are work. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I agree with you, Spencer. It would have been like a. As much as I loved it, it also would have been tough. And for to be me, fair, like I mean, and in, in the book, and I think in the show as well, there's a hint of like, oh yeah, no, there's no way the first sort of Bravos gets taken out by Marin. Sure, Trant, sure. You mm. know, so there, there's definitely a hint. Uh, yeah. That George that George R. R. Martin likes to do of like you know well you might actually see this character again at some right. point and I was hoping this was the time when we'd see him but you know he's still not completely dead we don't know that for sure he could still come back you anyone, know maybe and anyone can the come back. show is also starting to establish people dying off screen and staying dead right which yeah is, which is strange your man Stannis I guess it's to save on all fake blood we'll get there me and my therapist have worked through okay. this uh, Mike I want to thank you for the call calling away from England we appreciate that and we thank appreciate your tinfoil hat, man. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers, indeed. Uh, um, guys, let's let's specifically go to where, where we think Arya goes from here. That was weird, because she had the conversation with Lady Crane of what's west of Westeros, and everyone's right. like, America. <laughs> Listen, Columbus. Narnia. Calm your jets. Yeah. So that was, that was kind of a strange thing that all of a sudden she wants to explore. Does that mean yeah. she's given up on her whole hate-filled vendetta and going mm. after everyone on her list? It could be. It could be like Tyrion later in the episode talking about retirement. 
like, oh, I'd like to own a wine farm. Could have been just kind of a, a little red herring. Some strange things out of nowhere. But, but fa- fantasy book this. Where do you well, want her to go? she said, I'm Arya Stark of Winterfell and I'm going home. Yeah. I mean, that makes it pretty clear cut to me. Mm-hmm. She's going to Winterfell because, you know, this because uh, the seasons are ending and we needed to get characters in the same right. place. That's you- true. You know what? Actually, now that I think about it, maybe that was sort of the point. She was having that conversation with Lady Crane. So it was mm-hmm. like, oh, maybe I can be happy. Maybe things will go. And sure. You know, randomly forgetting about the waif with her vendetta. Mm-hmm. But, you know, then Lady Crane dies, and then all of a sudden she remembers, oh, wait, I actually have to kill a whole bunch more more people. Yeah. And same thing kind of with Tyrion. Like, she, he had a conversation with the wine and the and the vineyard of, this is what I'm going to do in happier times. Yeah. And someone immediately swoops in and goes, nope, this is Game of Thrones, bitch. Yes. It's like when Padme <laughs> said to Anakin, remember the time we had in Naboo. Let's go back fantasy book this. What do you want to happen with Arya from this point on? Um, I mean, my initial thought was that she was going to go back to King's Landing, actually. Not necessarily Winterfell, but go back to King's Landing, you know, work her assassin skills a bit. I mean, she still has a lot of grudges. I don't know if mm. she's still whispering her list of names before she goes to bed at night, but that was her motivation, and that's originally why she wanted to study with the Faceless Men, was to get that. So, if she's remembering who she is and remembering that original goal, mm-hmm. I mean, wouldn't it be great if we saw, like, Cersei go through this horrible trial where she's set up for death, but then, like, the night before her execution, Arnie just sneaks in there and gets her own personal revenge. Like, I'd be okay with that. That would be cool. I I read a a bunch more about Arya because I was trying to look back and be like, you know, what Spencer was saying at the very beginning about all of her training and she learned how to go through how how to go through King's Landing and she learned how to crawl through Hall like a little mouse and she, you know, all of these things that then were belied by everything that happened in this episode. But I, I came across something that I thought really uh, was good for her character that her main motivation is to have a family, to have a pack. Mm. And that's what she kind of was after when she was with Gendry and uh, Lamy and hot pie and that's Mm -hmm. what she was kind of after when she joined the Faceless Men and now that they're no longer her pack I like the idea of maybe her going back to Westeros and trying to find her pack again and maybe Mm. maybe that means her family back in Westeros I mean I don't even know if she knows who's still alive there's been no ravens to her over in Bravos. so she's seen that play apart from that play (laughs) aside from that she doesn't really know where anyone is and I did did actually just as a second about the play Mm -hmm. I did like that they showed Lady Crane rewriting that speech with her and and Joffrey that That was cool that was a good moment. That was, she, if I could take anything out of this whole Bravo's bullshit pile, yeah. I liked the rewrite of Lady Crane's speech very much. Right, right. Uh, and to, to wrap up this discussion on it here, I want to maybe go outside the narrative to talk about this and put this to you guys. And it's weird because I know what show we're on. It's Washing Thrones. Mm-hmm. There's an entire media discussion genre that's responsible for me even having any semblance of a career. But sometimes I have to ask, uh, and this is a case to me where I really did feel, for myself, speaking personally, I out theoried myself, I built my expectations too high, and there was nothing that was going to make it work for me. That's me, personally. Mm-hmm. But do you guys agree with that at all? Do we think... And it, it's part of the fun. You said earlier to me, Spencer, the show's designed for that. The show is designed to subvert your expectations, and so, unless this is a super judo double subversion <laughs> where they exactly live up to your expectations, yeah. the sh- it's a sign that the show's failing when it doesn't surprise you anymore. Right. And we've mm-hmm. been overanalyzing this for years. It's not like we, we've paid any less attention to this season yeah. than in the past, and we haven't been surprised. We've only been confirmed what we already thought. That's that's a good point, and yeah, the end. There's a reason this industry exists because we were all doing this before we had microphones in front of our face to talk about it. <laughs> right, uh, and it's good. So where do you guys come yeah, on? One that? of the brilliant things about Game of Thrones from the very beginning is that there were always those. Oh! 
<laughs> moments and like reaction videos of people thrown up online. And this season, and I would venture to say the second half of last season too, there weren't really any oh moments. We saw mm. everything come in a mile away. And yeah. so, you know, we could try to blame ourselves and say it's because we were overthinking everything. But this show has set such a high bar for itself that, of course, we expect that. So when it doesn't yeah. live up to itself, I would blame that on the show. Totally agree. Michelle? I completely agree with both Spencer and Trisha on this yeah. one. I mean, this is not, you know, watching Sesame Street. This is not watching you know, <laughs> Grey's Anatomy. Next. Like the, this, By the way, watching the Sesame Street launches <laughs> next week on Screen Plus. Which after this I might need. Uh, you know, like, the, this show from very beginning of season one has been a lot of, like, surprises and subterfuge yeah. and revenge plots and double crosses and triple crosses. And now to have a season where you're not getting that anymore, yeah, mm. I'm going to start to be disappointed. And it really worries me because it worries me that the showrunners don't seem to be able to pull off those kind of plot lines and cool things on their own. Like, maybe mm. they only were able to do it before because they had such good source material. So it makes me very, very scared and worried. There's a little bit of that to me where it's like mm -hmm. they have, we're talking about it off air, Spencer, they have the blueprint but maybe it's how do they fill those gaps and maybe they're just not as good as George. Hey, guess what? A lot of not a lot of people not as good as George at, at building characters and stories. Sets a high bar and yeah, maybe George is a little bit better at misdirection than the show is. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're taking mm -hmm. his little bullet points for how to get to the end a little too literally. That's right. what, Yeah, that's what mm -hmm. I'm thinking. Like they see the end result instead mm -hmm. of taking the ways let's try to turn left on a busy street in the middle of rush hour but it's more interesting and right. exciting that way. We're just going to go straight down to point A and B and, right. and yeah, that's nice just not as interesting to watch. <laughs> I mean, it tries. During rush hour. Ways, during ways rush hour. Ways takes seven sucks. unprotected left turns in a row. You'll it's get there. Awful. Unprotected left. Yeah, look at Watching ways. I think Thrones <laughs> Thrones is, is, to me, season one, responsible for launching, in part, a lot of this media discussion and a lot of geekdom, a lot of mm -hmm. fandom, taking it to a next level. Walking Dead as well. There's a reason we have that show as well. Um, and now Star Wars is coming behind. Like, it's like Ray's parents. We've out-theoried ourselves on Ray's parents. And now, whatever we get. Because, <laughs> yeah, she's a clone of herself. Obviously. Yeah, clearly <laughs> she's Palpatine's cousin, born by the Force and Obi-Wan. She is Jack and Hagar, and going to take Ooh, off her cross face. franchise. Oh. So come the reveal, episode eight, nine, doesn't matter. We're all going to be like, well, that's not what I wanted. And sometimes we can maybe get so wrapped up in what we want from a show, which is what we as fans have that right to do, and what these shows have a right yeah. to put out there. But sometimes, and this, for me, I'm talking personally, I was watching this going, well, that's not what I wanted. Well, we don't want anything specific. We just want to be surprised, I think. Is, I think yeah. so, too. And, I think so, too. And I don't know about you guys, but, like, that moment you find out that Baelish is pretty much, like, the mastermind of the entire chessboard. Like, yes. for me, I was like, oh, this show's so smart. How did I not see it from the beginning? <laughs> right, and, like, right, going right. back and re-watching all the moves yep. and, like... I am with Michelle on this that I'm worried that we won't get any more moments I will say like there that. Are, yeah, there are two more episodes for us to eat our words, and we will there happily, are. I hope Please. we come back on episode 9 and 10 and be like, we were wrong about everything. <laughs> <laughs> I think all of, us, all of us here, and look, I'm, I, I'm, hope so. I am watching Twitter, and there's so many tweets at, at hashtag watching thrones that I can't go through all the people who were disappointed, and the key word for me, if you're listening and you're thinking, hey, I like the Ari stuff, it isn't just belligerent, the show is stupid, it is, it is stuff, uh, people going, hey, here's Here's this point. There's a lot of that that we yeah. all felt. So very clear that this wasn't done mm -hmm. to our expectations as fans. That is just what we are in fandom now. We have expectations. Whether they're too high mm -hmm. or too stringent, that's what it is. That's why, why we're doing this. And we got more to talk about here. Like it's time <laughs> to fade to Blackfish. <laughs> River Run. 
Um, could also be argued somewhat disappointing mm-hmm. overall or somewhat underwhelming, not disappointing. But there was a lot of things in this week's episode I liked, guys, about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, a big thing I didn't like, but um, let's start with what I think was some of the best stuff, which is the scenes with Jamie Lannister and Edmund Tully that got to the mm-hmm. current core of Jamie's character. The duality. Is he a madman? Is he crazy? Is he just driven? Is he just season one Jamie or is he a new breed, a new mix? Uh, how did you guys like this stuff with Edmer and him? Well, I liked it, and I think um, uh, I liked a lot about this. Everything except the ending of Blackfish. I liked Fair, it, yeah, about yeah. this segment. Um, uh, I actually thought that there was uh, Jamie was being kind of tactical uh, in the way that he said, "Oh, I'm obsessed with Cersei. I'm gonna I'd burn down the whole world for her." I thought that he was just putting that in his ear so that when he released him back to the castle, he would have the reaction that he did, which is, "We mm-hmm. have no hope. This guy's a maniac. We should just throw down our uh, throw down the gates." I like that. I think that. There's clearly another side to Jamie still. Yeah, mm-hmm. Cersei's a big motivator, but like also he wants to redeem himself and and live up to the codes of knightlyhood mm-hmm. that he abandoned a long time ago. So there's clearly both things going on. I think he was just stressing the Cersei stuff with Edmure just to have them bloodlessly take the castle. And it I, worked. I agree. I think he he was he was smart about it. He's not just haphazardly spreading the gossipy gossipy rumor here. Right. And I thought it was a great... It reminded me, again, I talked last week a lot about the season one thrones, those long, kind of drawn-out, three, four-minute dialogue-based scenes. This is, to me, similar there. Where did you come down on this? No, I, I agree. I think the duality of Jamie was really strongly illustrated here because you had that callback to the very first episode of The Things We Do for Love and basically telling Edmure, yeah, I'm going to catapult your little baby boy <laughs> child out to the river if it gets me back to Cersei. Like, I'm a psycho. Right. Uh, you know, which I was kind of like, all right, welcome back, Jamie. Okay. Uh, but then in the, you know, and then in the very next scene with Brienne, kind of, you know, almost being tender with her and, like, letting her keep the sword. And, you know, I think, like, recognizing in Brienne the knight that he always kind of wanted to be and can't be, like, isn't allowed to be because of his family and because of his love for Cersei. Mm. Yeah, that's excellent. Because Brienne kind of knows the true truth about Jamie and maybe who he is with that bathtub scene uh, back mm-hmm. in, what was it, season three or four yeah, now? one um, of the very few people who does. Yeah. And I think that he wants her... To continue on because I think yeah. I think he likes that Brienne Brienne is the one person who cares about Jamie's word. She demands it from him and takes him at his word. Literally everyone else in this entire episode, the Blackfish, Edmure, were mm. like, the Kingslayer's word? I don't care. That's mm-hmm. nice. She, yeah. she, she, but she's the one person, and I think he really appreciates that from her, and he wants someone like that out in the world who's actually going to take his word seriously. It's, it's, it's a little bit of, uh, See the good in him. Uh, of Nicholson and as good as it gets. You make me want to be a better man. A it's bit. a little bit from Brienne, mm-hmm. one of the only people bit. that does do that to him there. Mm-hmm. Tr- Trisha, uh, where'd you come down on this? I love the scene between Jamie and Brienne, I love the acting in that scene specifically. I thought there were so many subtleties in their faces that really said a lot about Jamie's character to the point where I think I was so already like feeling like I have to take things at face value that initially I was very angry at this scene because I was like, we've had so much character development from Jamie over the seasons that to reduce him back to just doing every all of his motivation is his love for Cersei mm-hmm. does him a disservice because we've learned so much. Right. Um, and upon rewatching, I thought about what Spencer was talking about with like maybe that was just a strategic move. It certainly did achieve his goal. And again, tinfoil hat, I want to believe that that's true. I yeah. don't want to take the show at face value right. because then again, I'm disappointed in the sloppy storytelling mm. and the disservice to the character. Um, right. So let's 
all pretend he did that and said all that exactly for a reason. Calculating. And hope to God that the showrunners don't prove us wrong. I mean, that was the message that he wanted. He wanted yeah. to deliver yeah. that message inside the castle. They're like, I'm loco, man. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll throw your baby in a catapult. Well, in a lot of ways, he is crazy. Yeah. You That's know, true. so but it wasn't crazy a total lie. At the, same t- at the same time, I totally believed Jamie when he said he would throw the baby mm-hmm. in a catapult. Like, I'm like, yep, I can see you oh, doing yeah. that, dude. So, He's playing oh, it up, yeah. though, for the audience. I for yeah. sure. So, for Ed Muir. And by the, the one thing that I did get out of this scene, which was weird for me, was, okay, so they have to obey their lord. Why couldn't Ed Muir have just said with the noose around his neck, yeah, dude, guys, give up the castle. Nah, just, it's fine. Just just do it. Just draw over the drawbridge. I'm out here. You know, I'm your lord. You gotta obey me. Just give up the castles. Huh. Fair point. Like, yeah, no, it's a fair point in the sense what of... What was this whole, like, unquestioning it? loyalty that his men had to I him think when it was as just their the lord? Fra- maybe when it was just the phrase he thought they could hold out, so he was going to sacrifice himself. Yeah, maybe, or just right. the phrase or wild cards. Yeah, the, mm-hmm. the, 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 the Tully's outside of, uh, <laughs> of Blackfish in this episode at Storyline. Uh, a step above the phrase for, you know, not getting it not getting the, the, the what's going on a that little bit. Was, that was weird to me. Yeah. Just that bloodless give up of the castle on Edmure's command. Like, why couldn't he have commanded them to do that ten minutes ago? It only works to... when he's inside the castle? Is that is that how this works? Yes. A, I'm sure it held a lot more weight, him being inside the castle. So. And B, sure. the Blackfish's whole argument was he's doing it with a knife to he's his throat. Captive, it's right? not his real command. So having him be able to come in of his own right. free will makes that that much more apparent of an ass. Yeah, I think it, it, it drives home the point of yeah, he you know now you believe he's a little bit more in charge. If he is hanging on you, so I don't know. But I, my question, uh, piggybacking what you're saying, Michelle, is did Edmund know he had that power all along? Because he seemed to, hey, I'm the Lord. So it's like he just remembered because yeah. that was that was very weird, and that yeah. was kind of a weird false note for me that mm. I couldn't stop thinking about. I, as I, the scene I was didn't done. get caught up in that as much as I was really impressed with with the Jamie stuff in here, and just it more uh, gave me some hope that there's some more to the to the layers of Jamie, because I've been pretty vocal about it. Season one, Jamie again, all season long. That's a character I've grown to love so much, mm-hmm. who's so shades of gray, and now I got that again, and I agree. I think he might have been playing. Yeah. Playing to do it. But then the Blackfish rode then off into the sunset. Blackfish. So weird. Uh, this is another thing a lot of people... I have to go home to my home planet yeah. now. It was like very preachy. Like, yeah. He just got no, written no, just, James Kirk Bride on Twitter. Blackfish gets wasted as a chance to leave with an entire army. Stubbornly says no, and now Santa gets nothing. So how much of this was correct, do you guys think, from the character point of view of the Blackfish? Is he just an old stubborn man who's holding on his last uh, vestige of hope here to keep his home? Um, I was frustrated. I'm yelling at the screen, get in the boat, get in the boat! Kind of knowing it wasn't going to happen, of course, but... Is was, this the character I, or is it a I mistake? I was totally on Brienne's side. I'm like, sure. yeah, you know what? You still have some value. Like, he's a we really good you. strategist. He's good yeah. in battles. Mm-hmm. We saw that when he was still with Rob. Like, yeah. he could help Sansa and Jon. And instead, he very, so. I mean, to me, very selfishly, he just kind of goes off to die. Like, his men have already abandoned him. He knows he can't mm-hmm. fight right. the entire Frey and Lannister army, but he's just going to go out anyway because... What, he's tired? Right. And we, we don't even get to we see We don't even it. get to see it was the problem with me. It sort yeah. of made mm-hmm. sense from a character decision, but not seeing the Arya wave fight, not seeing this, not seeing Danny. well, we'll get to that later. Yeah. She yeah, just yeah. kind of yeah. hops in the balcony. But it was just a an episode full of teases. Of cutaways. Um, uh, cutaways, exactly. Yes, because again, in Analyze, and in Blackfish is one of, uh, in, in show, one of my favorite characters, uh, mm-hmm. in, book, in book two, but in show, I've liked the actor, liked the, I like the, I like my grumpy old men, as you know, Spencer. <laughs> grumpy. Um, 
just I could get, be, get behind this from a story standpoint. This is a guy going out on a shield, and he's done. I think there's a moment, there's a second time where he looks at Edmar, and Edmar's ordered him to give up the castle, where I think Blackfish dies in that moment, where he's like, it's over. I'm disappointed yeah. in you. I'm disappointed, and I'm done. And I think he lost all hope. I can get behind it from a story standpoint. I just I I'm okay see him with go it, out. but I really would have liked to see that last yeah. sword fight of uh, his. Yeah, go, you know, rusty, go down. But here we go. Just like Davos being like, "I apologize for you." About to see, we never and get, we to, see get to see it. Yes. I want to yeah. see a grumpy old man be bad at sword fighting, trip on a banana peel, and die. Yeah, or at least just and go out. Would have been good. He would have been great. That would have been, been like, a good fight scene. It yeah. would have been good. Like, give me like what how Barristan went out, and, and I was so sad when he died. Taylor Elrich on. Twitter at Taylor Elwood says Blackfish isn't dead. He's joined, joining Stannis, Sirio, Gendry, and Blanky Blank <laughs> to form the Avengers of Westeros. Ah. Put that on a t-shirt, that. guys. I will wear it. I'll all, watch that spin-off series. Absolutely. <laughs> all the people that died off-screen coming back. Swear. It's possible. Um, yeah, I think a lot of people agree. We, if, if we're, if we're going to take the Blackfish from us, and I get it, I can get it from story point. Give us that. Blaze I want an glory. epic death. Yeah. I changed this episode's title to Hype Slayer because Hype I was so excited for Blackfish Battle. I was excited was for I was excited for Arya. I was excited for so many things, and this episode just killed all of them. Sure, sure. What about mm-hmm. Bronn and Podrick? We had a good moment. That, that was right? cute. Sure. Bronn yeah. is a Jamie and Brienne shipper. I enjoy that. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's the truth in there. Fun little moment. I know a lot of people on Twitter are saying, "Hey, uh, uh, Martin uh, Borax," and uh, my favorite part of the episode was Bronn plus Podrick reunion. It was uh, funny. That was cute. It was, fun. it was funny. And I have to say, this was the one thing that I do think that last night's episode did do well, is all of these different character scenes. You yeah. know, sometimes we get so caught up in action, 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 action. And I think in the earlier scenes, what made this show so brilliant was it would do a nice blend of these character scenes and then the action scenes. And yeah. I feel like this season, we're either getting all action or all character. Mm-hmm. And it just feels a little bizarre. But the character scenes were written well, I mm-hmm. thought, last night, were acted well last night, like that scene between between Jamie and Brienne, the scene between Bronn and Pod, um, the scene with Tyrion, you know, yeah. like it was, those were done very well. Right. So for uh, those of you who like the episode, there are some <laughs> redeeming oh, things. Some bright, there are definitely some bright points. I'm going to watch yeah. this show more than Sesame Street ten times every 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 week. All right? well, um, don't talk crazy. Yeah, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I agree because we're getting there's so many storylines, so many moving parts. So mm-hmm. we're not going to spend as much time with it. But I think this season we're spending more time, maybe at the detriment to the overall story. But we're getting a lot of good scenes. Mm-hmm. Where each week where I'm like, I didn't like A, B, and C, but I I like scenes in that mm-hmm. stuff. There's sure. still a lot of that meat to chew on here. Yeah, but dialogue, plot, and character, they're all separate things, and some yep. parts are stronger mm-hmm. than others. And that, that may be what we're experiencing right here. And uh, speaking of experiences, bad experience for uh, the Faith Militant running up against uh, yeah. the mountain for about two seconds oh, this week. Oh, thank God. Um, uh, again, <laughs> nope, that's not it. Oh, that's that's, no, that's uh, a, the oh, Hound. Well, we, can watch, we can talk yeah, to that. We can, we can talk about that. that. Um, <laughs> guys, the mistrial by combat here. We got to see uh, the mountain in a little bit of action. They took his face a tight off. Off. <laughs> Violently. She chose violence for, for a little bit. Thank God. Finally. <laughs> Something. Right. Still, but, still not the undead rampage that I want, but you, it was a little bit of something. Well, a little bit of Mortal Kombat. confirmed on the show, in case you were unsure before, that Sir Robert Strong is most definitely not right, a living yeah. being. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Because he got those two huge spikes jammed into his chest and pulled out 
No blood. Nothing. Nothing. No, like, even, <laughs> like, wincing deep? at yeah. it. Like, he's just like, what up? And they pull it out. Yeah. Yeah. So, how, how deep is that armor, though? He could carry yeah, it. He could carry it. When they armor. pull it out, it's... It's deep. It's deep. You're like... Uh, and that's why I feel like that uh, the member of the Faith Militant that pulls it out looks like, at it like... Because, like, that should have most definitely hurt him severely. Well, they, they did the anti-Arthur uh, Dane approach. They went yeah. in one at a time. Of course oh, they were going to get knocked out. Terrified. They were terrified, yeah. though. So I like I like that scene, though, because it, it, it's it's Cersei and even Kyburn so smug. Like, we got this card. And then Tolman comes along. He's naive. He's a pawn. But smartly takes this card away from Cersei. Nice thing for the world, but bad yeah. thing for the show watchers who right. want to see some trial by combat. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it, like, yeah. of course it's an archaic, stupid way to settle legal disputes. Yeah. Is, who knows a buffer friend? Clegane, bull, cockblock. I know. Yeah, yeah they yeah, pulled indeed. another thing that this episode pulled away from us, although it doesn't mean they can't fight out in the field somewhere, is yeah. the idea of maybe the mountain and the hound one day facing off. Right, which is what, again, makes sense. It was one of the biggest unconfirmed theories, and who knows? Uh, who knows? The book could completely take it in a different direction. But in show, talking about this, guys, how does Cersei win now, or does she? Where do you think this goes now that Tommen says, nope, you can't use the mountain? Well, I think that goes to uh, her the rumor to that the she's rumor. asking Kyburn about. Mm, that's, that's, yeah. her, that's her plan Z right there. But I think even before, well, we'll speculate on that, yeah. and I still really don't know what, you're yeah, talking we'll, about we'll it's speculate. The wild thing. I'm guessing. Well, that's, that's the thing. It's not a spoiler. We saw okay. that. We saw. Yeah, we no, saw yeah but that doesn't vision. necessarily mean that's what the rumor is. It doesn't is. at all. Yeah. It absolutely doesn't necessarily. I think that's the most popular theory, and that's the first thing I thought of. Well, let's, we'll get into that here. That so even we can, even yeah. before that, it, so if Cersei can't win this trial, she's on trial for right, like incest, and yeah. uh, so if she loses, Tommen's not the king. Because he's like a abomination, right? True. Well, she, I don't think they even really, she wasn't on trial for incest. She's on trial for infidelity, infidelity uh, and possibly killing Robert, I think. I think those are the okay. two, they, and like lying okay. to everyone. But yeah, the, 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 like, the, the relations outside of marriage. And then, yeah. I'm yeah, I don't think, I don't think they're actually incest. taking the parentage into question, but they're saying that she did have extramarital affairs. Right. Yeah. Okay. Because the High Sparrow doesn't want that either. He doesn't want Tommen's claim right. taken right. He away. He wants, he wants baby Tommen. Or does he, he, wants, want, he wants Tommen's baby daddy. Does he want baby the daddy. throne? Pos- is well, this his long con? Is I he, think, yeah. he I think gets he wants, a, a he Tommen wants, exposed as not a Baratheon, and then, oh, the church has to take over. Well, well considering how important he made, you know, uh, Marjorie and Tommen's yeah. sex life last episode. I think he wants he wants Tommen to be a baby mm. daddy and then maybe kill off Tommen mm. and right. then maybe go after him. But like you know, anyone he can he manipulate. Wants, I was just gonna yeah. say he basically wants mm-hmm. little baby Anakin that he can kind of mold and like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Enough prequel it. references. Too many. He's the Star Emperor Wars Palpatine. Fine, but let's keep it. Forward, He's Emperor Palpatine and, and he wants his little baby Vader to kind of mold from birth. Yeah. I, I think, think that's what he wants. Yeah. I, this Trisha? this whole scene to me is we have not seen the High Sparrow take a lot of punches right. and I, I love that moment where Cersei said I choose violence and just watched with uh-huh. a smug smile yeah. on her face because we need someone to hit back at the faith militant. We need mm-hmm. it. Even though I don't know that anyone would argue that Cersei's the hero in this show <laughs> by any means. She's my she's hero. She's at least a very interesting <laughs> character and she's helping that power struggle still stay a power struggle not right. just so one sided. It, it always makes a bad character sympathetic is to put someone worse next to them and no one's worse <laughs> than like straight edge right. vegan 
fucking re- religious zealots. Like, you <laughs> yeah. just want to hit them. Yeah. It's and, just and, human nature. And, uh, he probably vapes, Ray too. Ray on Twitter <laughs> saying, uh, first episode that made me feel a smidge of pity for Cersei, betrayal by her son just must break her heart. And, and yeah. it's kind of been the through line with Cersei is yeah. her love for her children, and, and she felt it here. So let, let's get right into the prediction phase. Kyburn, mm-hmm. who I love, Anton uh, Fesser, I believe is his name, uh, or Ant- uh, Anton Lesser, I'll look it up. Um, great actor, love his scenes, even when he just gets those moments. He's deliciously dramatic. Mm-hmm. Um, Everyone needs their own personal Dr. Do. Frankenstein. Is it a rumor? Head, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Is it a rumor or more? Oh, it's more. <laughs> loved it. Loved it. So let's talk wild predictions here <laughs> about Cute. what this well might done. be. <laughs> Michelle, I know you got a strong opinion about it. Yeah, take it away. I'm, I mean, I'm thinking it's about the wildfire catches mm-hmm. underneath uh, King's Landing. I, that's just that's the first thing that jumped and out of my brain. What would be her long game with that? Do you think? I think I think this goes back to what Olena was telling her in the last episode of "You have nothing to lose. You are backed into a corner. Mm-hmm. You got nothing. Everyone in this city hates you." And now that she's betrayed by her son, maybe she's gonna go full heiress on everyone yeah. and like burn them all. Screw it, we're done. And, and Jamie talks about mm-hmm. in this episode about Cersei would burn everything to ashes. That comes up a she lot. She does say that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it does come up. Yeah. So that's so they're wildfire. alluding a lot. They're alluding a lot to this sort of thing. But I've been wrong before. They've been alluding to Catelyn all freaking sure, season sure, and the sure. last three episodes, and no blanky McBlank Blank. No blank McBlank <laughs> Blank. So um, yeah, so that that could be what that uh, Trisha. You had an interesting counter you were telling me about. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would love so much so to believe that she's got dirt on the high sparrow. Mm. She's got okay. she's got some kind of rumor that if they can confirm, she may be able to come in there and knock him down a few pegs. That because would be awesome. someone needs to. Right. So I'm just I'm hoping against hope that that's what it is. Right. I like that. It's a I power like play, and that's who her number one enemy is at this point. I right. mean, she's been going against the Tyrells for so long, and let's you know we know how that's worked out for her. It hasn't right. at all. So who is her other main enemy right now that's making her life awful? Yeah. She's not going to go after Tommen. Right. You know what I mean? So Try that's the one person, mm. if she could get her son back, that's who she needs to hit. Right. So, Spencer, we've got we've got Gawker Cersei getting some dirt, <laughs> or we've got <laughs> Mad <laughs> King turned Mad Queen uh, Cersei with some wildfire. Anything else? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, maybe they found Gendry? <laughs> that's another, hey, that's another thing, too. He's still, Kyburn's like, he's still rowing. We've yeah. got him. We're pulling him into shore, and yeah. he's the real king. Which, I don't know. Yeah. I, I like wildfire uh, just uh, for selfish interest. Um, yeah. But yeah, it'd be, it'd be cool to uh, get some dirt on the high sparrow. Maybe he wasn't really a shoemaker Whoa. all along. <laughs> oh, gotcha. He's really Howland Reed. Maybe it's Tyrion. Stuff. Maybe yeah. maybe the rumors where Tyrion's Could gone. Be. Maybe she, I know she still hates her little brother. You know, still and found out that he's now serving Daenerys. I, maybe I, I don't know. Maybe yeah. speaking of a bunch of maybes and I don't knows, it's the Fox <laughs> and the Hound is our next segment here. <laughs> The Hound comes back uh, last week, and now this week he's still kind of struggling with who he is. And then after we get a great lesson on kissing and uh, male One pranking, um, we got some of the greatest violence we've seen in a, in a while on Game of Thrones. Um, and a bit of a scene right here that gives me the hot spits. Ah, one uh, makes yeah. me hurt. Get I have to there. say, I absolutely adored this scene. And not not just because you're like, blood because and Trisha loves violence. No, because it was so good to see the hound back. Yeah. Back in action and showing people like, hey, listen, don't you F with me. Yeah. I'm the hound. 
It was so nice to see that again. <laughs> and, and, and doing it from a little bit of a different point of view of a, of a changed town where it's it's not just hate, it's like vengeance for people he kind of liked. Right, you know, which made like, it easier to get behind as an audience <laughs> member. And if two innocent teenagers happen to be in his way, whatever. Sucks for them, yeah. You chose the wrong I'm side. I'm a juggernaut. <laughs> you know, like, just, <laughs> it was so kind of fun. He, of course, meets up back with the Brotherhood, and we get uh, Beric Dondarrion uh, and Thor Samir, who's now got a man bun, um, back in action. Uh, <laughs> these are two characters I, I loved, and, and we won't get into blankety-blank blank stuff here. I, 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 I do like, I can accept that Beric's back. I've always liked this character, this actor. His portrayal was great. Thor Samir, great. Paul, Paul K is great portraying him. Uh, so I'm glad they're back. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm going to say what I loved about this scene, and let you guys chime in. What I loved about this is the Brotherhood not so subtly mentions there's a greater war and we're part of that greater war we're going north mm-hmm. because there's things up there worse than going on down here and that's end game stuff for me that I love and I get the nerd chills about whether or not the hound gets involved is the question mm-hmm. we can put out there but I like that the brotherhood is going no we are on the side of the lord of the light that factors into a song of ice and fire we believe as mm-hmm. fans so I, I got really excited unless they start saying that the hound is another prince that was promised I'm okay with yeah. it yeah. <laughs> no, exactly. yeah, no, excellent just point just waiting this you know is, the god has, has a plan for you. I'm like, oh no. This is the great war to come. I enjoyed that. It seemed pretty insignificant to me. I mean, they're a small band of guys and they're south of King's Landing. I mean, it would take them forever to get up to make any difference up north. I don't know if you got Baelish's car. If you have (laughs) Peter Baelish's teleporting, sure. But you you got to see the hound's dick. We're oh, burying yes. the lead. Burying yeah, the lead. Yeah, yeah, that, that brief nudity clause at the very beginning yeah, of the episode say. is like brief nudity. Okay. Oh, is that? Oh, that's yeah. what it's going to be. All right. I had dogs. so yep. many right. disappointed friends that that was the BN <laughs> that we been got. been so long. That was our BN for the episode. Like, Sorry. We saw you brief Sorry, nudity. Everybody. We're watching for you. Uh, oh my god. No, I'm, I'm with Spencer on this. Like, especially now that they just killed five more of their guys. Sorta. Like, it's a tiny little group. What exactly? I think you guys forget you're you're not getting what I'm getting. There's a bigger war going that they're saying we're part of, and yeah, whether it's five guys, six seasons, yeah, but three more guys guys? doesn't matter to me. (laughs) It's building towards endgame. It's building towards the endgame of what is more important. Squabble over your throne doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. matter. I'm with Ken on this, and I like seeing the Hound used in a different way. I mean, the Hound has been so involved with King's Landing his entire life. Let's go to the other war and be of service there. And you know, we're talking about. Maybe the redemption of the Hound. Mm -hmm. Maybe this way we could see him fight for good and Mm -hmm. use his skills for good. The possibilities excite me. I understand the fact that, you know, they're nowhere close. I get it. I get it. it. It's five against the Night King and they don't have Valerian (laughs) Steel. Totally get that. I'm just saying I get excited. I get those nerd chills when I think of the big things to come. Again, you're talking to someone who... If this was a real world, I'd, I'd take the black. Um, you know, I, I know <laughs> I I've got. I don't think there's ma- a black to take anymore. Uh, yeah, no, there is like ten but, guys up there. Uh, so it excites me about the bigger things. We got uh, Kinvara and her priestesses talking about the end in mm-hmm. uh, in there as well. So that, for me personally, is something I took from it that I liked because mm-hmm. I do like the hound. I just liked his chicken callback. Yeah, that, that was know. fun. Best <laughs> running joke on the show. Yeah. Big chicken fan. I prefer chicken. <laughs> yes. Uh, we do. Uh, we I mentioned Khaleesi, and uh, we got a Khaleesi comeback spelled with a K H. She. He's back. But let's t- talk to how we got here. Um, a scene. Uh, let's just talk about Tyrion. This has not been the best Tyrion wah, season. Wah. Not been the best Tyrion season. Again, the show I feel kind of let us down a little. You know, like Tyrion's the one we can rally behind. When everything else goes to shit, usually he's the one that's smart. People may not listen to him, 
But he usually knows what's going on and has a good handle on the situation. And here we're in a space where it seemed like a good plan. And even though people were warning against it, it all went to shit. It all yeah. went. It all went to crap. And it he, just didn't live up to what I thought was being promised at the beginning of the season, which is you're going to get political intrigue over in Essos. You're going to have Tyrion dealing with these subtleties and using everything he's learned in King's Landing in this new place. And you're finally going to give him some power and see what he can do. And instead, he's plus Varys and Varys. Yeah. Instead, yeah. he's teaching the. He's making dick jokes or lack of dick jokes and just like trying to loosen up these two squares. Like that's. <laughs> I want a little bit of that, but then I want a lot more. Uh, politics out of him. It was, it was like a weird uh, season-long version of Hitch or something. <laughs> yeah. that's, not, that's not working. I, I agree. And, and again, Where apparently all you need to do is get Miss Andy drunk. Right. <laughs> One that's it. I, I, I mean, I, she was pretty funny, though. She was she cute. Was She's pretty likable. Like, I can get behind the scene the way, like, hey, it's funny. You know, do a supercut of all these scenes together and make it a sitcom episode. Right. Um, I guess play I feel... Salisbury Hill in the background <laughs> and have it be a romantic comedy. This summer, he's got no penis. She is a translator. There's a lot of questions and stuff that in store we can ask. Is uh, all right. So the masters, uh, the masters, the masters are attacking, breaking the deal for some reason. Right? Is it just breaking the deal? Breaking the deal, right? It is what it is. What's there to gain out of? Firebombing the city if they have your property. I yeah. think that's a question a lot of people exactly. are asking. Exactly, yeah. you're yeah. lose. You're probably going to lose half of the thing that you're there to get. And I mean, wow. what you want to take over, Marine? I mean, I guess what they're gaining there is that they have to completely abolish all slavery in se- it's seven years, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So instead, I guess they're saying, you know what? This guy said this. We don't have to stand for that. We've got more people than they do. We've got more resources than they do. Let's just go in and end it and keep things the way they are for us now. And this right. is what made me mad about it because, yeah, sure, we've got more people. We have more ships, and we're going to throw fire. You know what? Marine has more of a fire-breathing dragon. What? Right. Well, well they, think, they think Daenerys is dead, though, and they think the dragons are gone. But, sure. like, okay, fine. A, we know that it, that she's not, and B, she actually comes back and sees all these ships attacking her city. Why on earth doesn't she immediately just go all firebomb on well, them? Well, she might. Well, what the, she might. what the masters were counting on is that they wouldn't have the CG budget in this episode <laughs> to actually animate a big dragon setting <laughs> yeah. ships on fire. Well, they Instead, didn't. you can just hop, hop right They're in. They're like, we know the Battle of the Bastards is coming, and that's where yeah, you spent all your Did anybody else speculate that when we saw the, you know, the shadow of the dragon in the background, that maybe she already has just torched everything with the dragon? And they just didn't have the budget for it? Considering they've been doing so much off screen this season. Right, that's what I mean. But no, I don't think so. And and, uh, we got Cass Cass Dobbins on Twitter saying, did anyone else want it to be Rhaegal and Viserion? The other dragons, and of course, Tyrion is let loose to rescue rather than Danny walking in. That would have been cool. Yeah, That would have been nice, because we haven't seen them in five episodes, six episodes where are right. they they're just they're just tooling around hanging no out chains. eating some goat in, uh, in story because we Ram. all love Tyrion and uh, he's absolutely <laughs> one of everyone's favorite characters I felt I felt he was off his game this whole season but in this particular scene I wanted him to go hey Grey Worm I defended a city let me let me uh, let me throw in some like two cents here. I know I know I maybe messed up. It's fine to say that, but I was waiting for that. I, I got these dragons something, but yeah. instead he just kind of swallowed his pride and realized maybe he made a mistake. And it was as simple as should we go to the beach? No, let's stay here. Like that's what this really came down to. Uh, yes, yeah. it's just bad. I it's did want to hear his joke about the honeycomb and the jackass. <laughs> I, did too. I would like him to finish. I was it. like, well, listen, if you're gonna give us all these setups, like <laughs> yeah, let's hear the yeah. joke. I, I want to hear it. No, but I instead, agree. Danny comes back in like a parent. That 
that's been gone for the weekend and her teenagers have thrown a party. And <laughs> she, she looked miraculous all of a sudden. She got a new dress. <laughs> she, she was just We're watching her. If you're listening on iTunes or Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, we're watching the scene right now of her return. Miss Sandy's got a knife. She's ready. The Unsullied are here. Uh, I, I did like the execution of the scene. It's just, I, it wasn't surprising, I don't think, to anyone. And that's sometimes no. uh, just the way it is. The answer is the answer. Um, Look but, at that economical framing. All you have to do is get a guy with a spear, no dragon and, needed. And uh, uh, oh. Dan is going to return. Um, <laughs> and all Neil. It, it no. means, uh -huh. hey, she's, you know, the, her new Kalasar is pretty big. I'm sure hey. while they were marching, what did I miss? <laughs> <laughs> did anything happen? Hey. Um, What's up, guys? You know, I, I think it's possible that, you know, she got a, so do a I new talk dress first made. Or do you I, talk like, first? I, leave, I leave for 10 minutes. <laughs> Armchair <laughs> Media tweets in using Washington Thrones as a hashtag positive thing. The catapults on the ships were badass, and I actually did they like were. that. They were. I did like that. Those trebuchets were great. doesn't seem very safe for wooden ships to have that. Doesn't. Mm, That's probably doesn't. why they haven't but it did look been cool. around in real life. I, I still think we might get some of the Battle of Marine. I, obviously, she showed up with her team, unless she just flew on ahead. To, uh, I pick, I'm going to pick something up. Oh, hey, there's a battle going. I still think we might get so it. So I call like the magic conch yeah. shell and just like call for her dragons. We could get some, <laughs> like team some assemble. Greyjoys from behind, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the other thing, I'm, too. I'm, yeah. I'm worried that they'll just come back to the aftermath of that. And us seeing yeah. that dragon, it was supposed to symbolize that she came in and torched everything. And we'll cut when back to that story Drogon's when it's all done and wreckage. just picking his teeth going, well, that was fun. That was good. <laughs> right, sure. right, 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 right. Which, I, I mean, I understand that for budgetary reasons, sometimes you have to do that. And already this season, we've seen a very big close-up dragon. I'm sure that was expensive. I'm sure the Battle of the Bastards is not going to be cheap. Like, I get it. Yeah. But as a viewer, it would have been but cool But there's to a see. cool Definitely. way to Definitely. do that. Do, like, the dragon shadow passing over the ships and just the just the fire like, oh, CGI no, yeah. Yeah. just do fire something like that you don't yeah. need to do these the huge things but instead of just the kneeling it looked very Xena warrior princess level <laughs> I said it I <laughs> send your letters handwritten to Spencer Gilbert uh, guys there's one thing from this stuff though that I want to talk about a little fun speculation because that's why we're here Varys he's leaving he's on a mission he's a seek got a secret mission mm. where's where the guy in the world is Varys <laughs> He's <laughs> going east of Essos. East of Essos. He's going east of Essos. Where, no, do you guys got I, Where do you guys got this? It was a fun little moment between them two. Uh, we got the extra bonus bonus time with them this year. Um, where do you think he's gone? What do you think he's got up his sleeves? I thought it was strange considering they probably know that all these ships are in Slaver's Bay, the Iron Fleet's there, that he would choose to leave um, and go find ships. He's got an, okay, he's got an important mission. that was says. interesting. We're going to mm -hmm. need friends in Westeros. Hmm. Yeah, I, th I think there's two options here, two main theories. He's either going to visit the Greyjoys to get some ships, mm -hmm. or he's going to Dorne, which we haven't right. heard of in ages. Uh, the, the Martell and the, uh, I, the sigils hanging behind you. I think those are the you. two big... I think he's going to Dorne. He's heard something. He's seen, yep. seen the like newspaper Dorn. Dorn again. Uh, Dorn. Dorn's been buried. For we can argue that or debate that or get into that. But D Dorn's been buried, almost forgotten. Uh, no, I, I agree with Trisha. I think she's right. We're going back to Dorn. Going back to Dorn. <laughs> <laughs> they got an army. And we know in the past, Dorn did not bow to the Targaryens. But, I think. But I Dorn think, has no ships. There is that. True. Uh, True. But, but Varys always knows what's going on in other parts of the world somehow because yeah. that's like his thing. So maybe he knows something we don't know. Yeah. Yeah, he's got his orphan network still running. And uh, I think it's still going to be important when they eventually land to have allies on the mainland. Right. And uh, Dorne's a good one to have. You can start there and I work mean, your way north. I mean, they're pissed at Again. the Lannisters right yeah. now. There's so. some history with Dorne, Targaryens, not kneeling, keeping your structure of royalty in place. But help us get back the Seven Kingdoms. And 
lot of marrying intermarriage to uh, right. to unite the two. So absolutely, good prediction there. Uh, you can uh, call us in now. We'll take some Skype calls here. SJ Plus Live. We're going to do some trivia by combat here as we start to wrap up. I do want to though uh, preview next week Battle of Bastards. Looks like a big epic episode, guys. We we heard in the off season the showrunners saying we got the biggest battle you've ever seen. Looks like it might be the only focus for next week. Yeah, I was going to ask you guys that if you yeah. think it's going to be another episode where the entire battle is that whole episode. Certainly seems to so. be gearing up that way. Yeah. I think I so. I think we'll get like a good 80-20. I, th- I don't think it'll mm. all be there because it really looks like it's literally one location and even stuff like the wall, you had the guys on the wall and the guys back down mm-hmm. in, the, in the back and stuff like that. So maybe just between the battle and Winterfell, right. something like that. Well, yeah. even with Hardholm, you did have some setup. Even right. though yeah. the, the whole episode took place in one location. Like, it wasn't all fighting. Right. It was some talking and giants. Right, yeah. when you had, yeah. when you had a lot in the other areas in the Hardholm episode. We got to call them on. So think about your predictions. Think about who's going to die in this battle. We're going to mm-hmm. come back to that as we preview the Battle of Bastards. But right now we have a call here on Watching Thrones. Hello, welcome. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey guys, Denny from Israel. Hello. Israel. Hi. Check it in. How are you doing? I'm great. What you, what's on uh, your mind today? Uh, do you think there are storylines that we won't see anymore on the show, like uh, Bran or maybe the Hound even, that we won't see this season anymore? Hmm. Oh, in particular oh. season? That's a better question. Yes, we only have one. If it's all Battle of the Bastards next episode, mm. it's only one episode left yeah. to tie up a lot of loose Big, ends. long bonus episode, but still, you're right, Spencer, only one. And I could see I could see the Hound maybe being left in, in the lurch. I agree. Bran, I think, has to come back. The, I don't know. The visions I could have see been too them valuable. leaving Bran at this okay. point for the rest of this season and then maybe starting with him next season. Okay. I don't know. I think I we're done with Arya. I mean... What, what's oh, Arya? Yeah, Arya, uh, yeah. Actually, uh, I think it's a good ending point for her. Yeah, she's what, unless the it's just going one shot of her, her on a ship, ship. Going, <laughs> 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 heading back to the sunset. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, uh, I, I think we do need one more bit of Bran because yeah. it's been a minute since we saw him, and I think we kind of need to know where he's going next. I think he'll be one of the like rays of hope that you see at like the very end of episode ten of like right. we're gonna leave this on a on a cliffhanger. But yeah, I agree. I think the Hound is probably done. Arya is probably done. Yeah. We do obviously need more of Cersei and the Faith Militant. That's going to wrap up. Yeah. 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 What else? Um, yeah, think I think Jamie, that's about Do you think right? Jamie's done? Like River Run? No, I think there's mm. some resolution. I think he's part of whatever's mm-hmm. going on with Cersei. I think there's some resolution. Yeah. Something. Well, Brienne is out on a boat, and if we learned anything from Gendry, we're never, never seeing, seeing her them again. again. Bye, Brienne and Pod. <laughs> yeah, episode, episode six ends with Gendry running into Brienne and Pod. <laughs> oh. uh, well, Caller, where, where, what do you think? Any, any predictions on what's being left out or what's going to have uh, to happen? I don't still? think we'll see Sam anymore. Oh, okay. Good point because we <laughs> forgot about it. <laughs> He's just gonna walk with his sword and uh, stay. Uh, yeah. yeah, that actually makes me sad. I actually would really like for him to arrive at the Citadel before be cool. the season. He is can end. meet Grandmaster Marwen. He could. There yeah. could be more there. But I you're right. I would like that. I would like to see more of him before the season's done. Yeah. So I hope he's not done. But who knows? Okay. Okay. Yeah. What about anything else? Any others? Um, I don't know. Arya, maybe. I think her yeah. story was so mm-hmm. boring this season. I don't even care. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, that's good, and that's a great question. We're gonna we're gonna let you go, and thank you for calling in all the way from Israel. We're gonna try to take another call okay. here Hi. as uh, we go. Uh, so long, give me that thumbs up. All right, I'm, I need some predictions. Battle of the Bastards. I think it's gonna uh, look bad for the Starks, and then it's gonna look good at the end. I, I hate to say the, the, the most predictable the thing is gonna happen, but they're outnumbered, but they're not gonna kill yeah. Jon Snow again. I don't have any inside yeah. information. Sure. I just think that no, the way yeah. the show's been going, they're not going to pull the rug out from under us. Yeah. It's gonna look bad, and then it'll be good. 
Elves of the Vale show El- Elves of the Vale Years ago yeah. There was allegiance Between men and elves We came here to honor That allegiance Michelle Very nice uh, I think we're going to, Yeah exactly I think we're going to get The Gandalf moment Of coming in on the third day Look to the east <laughs> You know And just it, it was good in this case uh, Littlefinger's going to Come over the hill With his mm-hmm. Knights of the Vale And the sun will be In the eyes of the enemy and, mm-hmm. Yeah exactly So I that's the only thing That I, I think for sure We're going to see and I, I can't imagine at this point that they're gonna let Ramsay win. So I have to, I do believe the Starks will prevail yeah. in the end with the Knights of the Vale. I agree with that. It'd and be yeah, yeah. I'm shocked. I don't It'd want awesome, anyone to die. It almost would be awesome if Ramsay wins. Yeah. The end. Well, then we'd be back to not being able to anticipate what's happening on Game of yes. Thrones, which yeah. would be great. In that, I don't know. I think Ramsay's going down for sure. Yeah. But I'm still holding on to my theory that we were talking about before that we're going to lose a major Stark in the process. A major a Stark, Stark no. or a major mm. Onion. No, I think we're oh, losing okay. a major Stark. Uh, or a uh, wildling, maybe a uh, Tormund. Tormund before See, he gets the low I think those things aren't big enough for Ramsay. I think this is going to have to be a huge confrontation, and I think there's going to be some loss on both sides. So if okay. we're losing Ramsay on that side, we got to lose a big player on our side. Ramsay's hounds are going down, maybe? <laughs> Go, maybe <laughs> Ghost takes ones. out the hounds? I think 1-1, one, one, the, one, the giant, uh, maybe. Yeah. He's yeah. A, might be his last ride. He's an expensive CGI character. And I, <laughs> I, those days are numbered. I definitely think... Uh, I, I, you said a Davos. I think this is a good way. I hate to say good way, but if you're going to send them out, this might be one of the ways to do it. Mm. Yeah, I, I think. I that. think if we're going characters like Davos or One One, I think it'll be a few of them, not just yeah. one. It could yeah. be a costly victory. Mm-hmm. It would need to be. If, if Stone's going to win, and you'd be really weird to predict that he wouldn't be. You'd be really wanting if you were going to hold to that. But it, it's got to come. A, we got to end this episode with some some tears of. of I don't want to say death. too much, but will the Manderleys factor into it at all? You you love the Manderleys. I'm a big fan. I want the Manderleys. I want the Manderleys. I want that that mermaid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I desperately want we, the Manderleys. We do have a caller on the line here. So. I want to get them here watching Thrones. Uh, welcome. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Ah, uh, awesome. I made it through. Matt. Hey! <laughs> hey, Matt. Matt, where are you calling from, buddy? Uh, Richmond, Virginia. Oh, hey, we got Richmond checking in. Hey. Richmond <laughs> checking in. I like it. Matt, what is on your mind today about this episode and this season? Uh, well, not to take it back to Arya again, but Do I it. <laughs> liked it a little bit. Hey, uh, perfect. Matt, we want to hear, uh, and I want to hear why. Please tell us why. Please tell us why. <laughs> I want something to hold on to. You got the floor, well, Matt. Uh, if any of y'all are familiar with Attack on Titan, it reminded me a lot of that, where it just seemed like most of her storyline was just the same thing over and over and over, and now finally it's done and the waif is dead. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad about that. I want to get back to the phrase, too. So wait, what you liked was, was that, that it's, it's over? D- uh, was that it's done? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, just, uh, Me too. Like, Glass half full. Nice. Uh, Jack and say yeah. one more time. Who are you? You're no one. Like I swear <laughs> to God. So, all right. So what's good about it is it's done. It's, it's fair answer. from her story. Okay. You wanted to talk about something else, Matt? Um, let's see. I got a few notes. I've been trying you, to get a hold of y'all for you, a, a while. You got notes. Cool. I like hey. it, Matt. I've been kind of irritated that we haven't seen Ramsey for a while. Mm. It's just not going to be as impactful, I think, when we have the big battle mm. because he's just been gone for so long. Well, do you think oh, he's yeah. going to die in the upcoming Battle of the Bastards? I mean, I figured that's what was going to happen, but I figured it would be much better and more set up if they had had him around a little more, feeding some more people to dogs or something. I don't know. Mm. Just that reminds me, Rickon. We haven't seen Rickon in a long time. Mm. Rickon Rickon could go. Oh, yeah, yeah. too. I've been wondering, what is he doing right. in Winterfell? What, what have they been doing with him? 
Maybe that'll be part of the setup before the actual battle yeah. as we yeah. get reintroduced to these characters we haven't yeah. seen in a couple episodes. Yeah, I don't think this, this starts with uh, we're getting the shots of Melisandre and John talking. So, yeah, I think that's a good thing. Get Rick and back in. Sure. Uh, Matt, thanks for calling in. Thanks for listening. And uh, you keep calling, man. You got two more episodes <laughs> to use those notes well on the show. We appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you, man. Matt, respect Thank to you. your toys hanging in the background. Love that. Yeah. There, yes. Um, we're, swag. Swag. <laughs> yeah, I love the bookshelf. Trivia by Combat is coming as we wrap up. We're going a little bit long here, so I want to get to it. Uh, the net. If you're calling in now at the uh, Skype SJ Plus Live, you are up for Trivia by Combat. So uh, be prepared for that. We got our death predictions out of the way. Um, we do have some odds that we're going to play around with here. Bring that back a little bit here. We got some stuff here, okay. JT. If you're ready in the booth, bring it up. I'll roll through it, and you guys react. Uh, this is the... Uh, um, the lock of the wig. These are people, if you're betting it at the office about who's going to sit on the uh, throne, Ramsey, <laughs> he's climbing. This is a tough week to say Ramsey's anything's a climbing? lock, but hey, <laughs> could he win? He's got a lot of stuff in his back pocket. This is a weird bet to take. <laughs> it's a very strange bet. bet. But you guys, you guys, not sure how the uh, line of succession goes, but it's got to go pretty far <laughs> sideways till it gets to Ramsey. We've already seen someone who was the king of the north lose this battle. Ooh. So, mm-hmm. and I feel like that person was in a better position politically right. than Ramsey is currently. Yeah. It's not a good bet to take, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is the Iron Bookmakers of Bravos there. Uh, down the moon door, whose chances are sliding down? Definitely, Cersei Lannister. Yeah. Yep. Big yeah. time. Big power player. Sorry, Lost Cersei. a big card to play this week. You guys uh, betting against that at all? She the one sliding down? Any chance she can come back up? No? I no. don't think so. No, literally and no. Well, no. Unless, unless that rumor yeah. is real good stuff. But even mm-hmm. then, yeah. Yeah, exactly. She That's the only thing you can kind of hang your hopes on. Nothing. Shadow it's, Assassin, this is your sleeper pick if you want to make a bet here. Actually, it has no odds because it's so far out. You're going to win a lot <laughs> of money if you take the hound to eat chicken on the Iron Throne. Mm. It's possible. <laughs> hey, Mike makes right. He's I one of the best it. fighters. The, Let's do it. Hey, the Brotherhood said you are here for a purpose. Maybe he's got a bigger pur- purpose. And the Iron yeah, Price, yeah. this is the one. He. Uh, this is more about who's going to go next and uh, high odds mm. on. Aww. Davos Seaworth, one yeah. of the best characters of the show there. So uh, I think we're ready for trivia by combat. Where was uh, Lyanna Stark in that list? Um, <laughs> yeah. Still She's in the tower. Still in the heart. tower of joy. Oh, no. hey, climbing the ladder. Up. Sorry, I, my notes got lost. Climbing the ladder. Littlefinger. And the yeah. Knights of the Vale. He still got power. And let's not forget, Trisha, you reminded us he was at the start of all of this. I think he's got a better chance than Ramsey. He's the puppeteer behind all of it. I agree. I think he has a better Mm. chance than Ramsey, too. Hey, this is what the bookmakers are saying. You can bet against him. (laughs) Win a lot of money. Uh, We got a caller uh, on the line for Trivia by Combat. What's your name? Where are you calling from? All right. Here we go here. Fancy graphics. Hey, welcome to the show. (laughs) What's your name? I'm, I'm Chris. I'm calling from uh, Greece. Hey, Chris. Awesome. Chris from Greece. Hi. You are ready. Are you ready for Trivia by Combat? I am. Okay. Yay. Um, uh, you know, we did include these on some shows, and I got tweets of people going, well, where's the hell the trivia? Where's the hell the trivia? So it's pretty simple. you got three rounds. You're going to have an easy, medium, and hard answer. At any point after I ask you the question, you can declare a champion at this table, other than me, because I have the answers in front of me, Spencer, Michelle, or Trisha. And then mm-hmm. if you get all three, stay on the line, talk the lawn, we'll get an address, and we will ship out a shirt to you through the Greyjoy's fleet. All right. Are you ready, Chris? That is awesome. <laughs> I'm ready. All right, this is the category of easy. Sometimes these are uh, harder, sometimes these are easier than we expect. The Lannisters promised the Castle of Riveron to the Frey family because of their help in orchestrating what event? The Red Wedding. You got yeah. it. Ding, ding, ding. Somewhat easy there. Medium. 
You're gonna, I'm gonna need this answer in a play action form, play acting form. Uh -oh. During uh -oh. her during her time, Arya, as uh, posing as a merchant at the waterfront, what three items was Arya selling? Oh, that's a difficult one. Well, you okay, can... I'm gonna go with the champion. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with Michelle. Michelle. <laughs> oh, no. I will try not to let you down. Uh, so what three items was she selling when yeah. she was on the river run? Oysters, clams, and cockles! We got Michelle. We got the new ringtone for Boom. your phones if you just download that. Just admit it. That. You knew the answer. You just wanted to see me say it like that. <laughs> Final one, Chris. Final one. Uh, in this episode, Bran offers Jamie's family sword back to him. Name that sword. Okay. The sword's name is uh, Oathkeeper. You got Woo! it! Yay! Big winner, big Woo! winner, Chris. Thanks for calling in. Chris, quickly, you. Uh, did you like this week's episode of Game of Thrones Episode 8? No one? It was uh, good, but uh, a little bit disappointing, as you said. Yeah, mm -hmm. fair enough. Chris, stay on the line, okay? Stay on the line, talk yeah. the line. Appreciate calls from Greece, England, and Richmond, Virginia. All, All right. right. All around the world. Death count today, quickly, guys. We got to say goodbye to some people out there. Uh, talking about these main characters as we go to the death count, we got to say goodbye to Lem Lemoncloak. Why was it important? Because I think the show was trolling us. <laughs> Lem Lemoncloak is key to some other uh, theories or stories, and they were like, hey, here's the guy. Don't worry. It meant nothing. He's dead now. Yeah. Nice uh, boots. Yeah. And nice boots. Lady Crane. Essie Davis did a great job betraying this yeah. character. Small mm -hmm. as it was. Great moments. Sad to see her go, but key to the story. I get it. But Lady Crane is gone. The way.